This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I challenge your listeners to think whether they'd even heard of the place or even heard the name Qatar before any of this had happened. On Sunday, the Qatar World Cup will begin. But is the country ready? Production and completion was the priority as opposed to following procedures on safety. So the Supreme Committee to me is in many respects, it's like a PR organisation that has some construction interests. In episode two of Inside the Qatar World Cup, we explore how Doha is gearing up for the tournament and go inside the country's domestic football scene. All to find out, what does this World Cup really mean for Qatar? When you ask about the Qatar Stars League, um, people will not remember um, the Chavis or the Raouls who, who came here at the end of their careers, but the next Chavi. There are profound cleavages and differences in how Qataris view their country and how they want their country to operate. Inside the Qatar World Cup, the Football Rambles brand new three-part series with me, Kate Mason. Listen to episode two now. Just search Football Ramble in your favourite podcast app. The nights are drawing in, the leaves are turning, and it's raining all the time. That can only mean one thing. A World Cup is on its way, baby. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. It's Friday, the 18th of November. I've got no chance. Listen, you, you said... You said it's really long, I've got to go some. And you put an extra line of your own in. A <laughs> baby. Yeah. Right. The nights are drawing in, the leaves are turning... And it's raining all the time. That can only mean one thing. A World Cup is on its way, baby. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. It's Friday, the 18th of November. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Big Pete Donaldson. I'm Luke Moore. And I am Vedushin Ahantaraja. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, boys. Hello. We are two sleeps to go until the Winter World Cup. I'm not going to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) 
I might have a big one tonight. There might only be one sleep. (laughs) (laughs) One big long sleep through Saturday. What a weird feeling. How how are we all feeling about the World Cup coming up in a couple of days? We've have to we've got to force ourselves to then to diagnose ourselves with World Cup fever. Yeah. Because you're used to that routine, you're used to that pattern, you're used to that kind of flow from the final game or the FA Cup final, whatever it is, the Champions League final. Mm. Then you go through and you're like, off we go now. Yeah. There's plenty of time to get the wall chart up. I had to get the wall chart up about a week ago. I didn't know where I was. I I had it with my flu jab. Yeah, so can you, can you put, put a bit of World Cup fever in me, please? Good idea, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a really good idea. Yeah. I haven't got a wall chart up yet. Okay, so yeah. that's, this is the thing. This is the problem. We're all we're all at sea. We don't know where we are with things. Mm. I had to go on uh, WebMD and type in my symptoms. And, uh, yeah, you, you might <laughs> you have might World, have World, World Cup, Cup fever. fever. Early onset World Cup fever. It's a winter variant. The other th- the other thing about the wall chart now, and it'd be interesting because you know generally during the summer you got pretty much loads of wall space. Mm. However, coming into Christmas. You're going to be decorations all over Hang the joint. Hang on a You put Christmas decorations up already. No, but, but it's going to eat into that time as well. It is, yeah. So. How are you going to put a World, World Cup wall chart on one of those little tents that they've got in the desert for the people for the people attending the uh, Good point. stadium? Good point. Oh, safety pin it? Could do. Could yeah, do. I guess yes. I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> and, and, Thinking practically. Yeah, okay. And speaking of that, it is a kind of, what without kind of bring, bringing the mood down too much, but it's, it's a difficult situation because we're asked as football journalists and pundits and the players are asked as well and so are the managers to have opinions about things <clears throat> relating to this World Cup that we shouldn't have to have. Mm. They shouldn't be on us. Yeah. It should be, the leadership should come from the top and the idea that the World Cup should be administered in a way that's good and proper should be something that we should be able to take for granted. The social defence of football listening. But we can't. And so... It's almost like you've already put an asterisk in your mind about it yeah. before you can even cover it, which I, is, I think is a really sad thing for us, but ultimately, of course, the, the, the true victims of this is, aren't us, but it's still something for us to think about. Is this kind of just, is this what being a grown-up is, that everything that you kind of hold dear becomes a bit shit and a bit tainted? You talk about it, Twitter again. Just, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> same thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's light and there's dark, but there's also like, like massive amounts of just miserable grey areas where you're just like, well, should I feel good about this? Should I enjoy this? Have I built my career around a rotting fruit? Can yeah. I make prison hooch out of this rotten fruit? Yeah. I don't know. Yes, and possibly. Yes, possibly, yes. <laughs> yeah. Because you could use the kettle as an incubator, couldn't you? <laughs> That's yeah. true, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, um, you know, it's never been easier to look behind the curtain on things like this. Mm. And I think actually yeah. the World Cup in Russia has made us all a bit more hyper aware of, of other stuff going forward in terms of, I suppose, the reasons for wanting to host things like this, the benefits mm. of doing just that and how people get treated on the ground during those events and how that, how well, I suppose those people end up having you know, influence on, on how other people see it going forward. And I think coming into this World Cup, it's everyone's been on red alert to a point mm. and also just very hypersensitive to all the things around it. I feel a little bit conflicted. I feel conflicted in terms of like, you know, you think if uh, if Twitter's still around and you go big about a certain game, you're kind of, you, you, you're expecting to get a bit of bite back from those people who maybe aren't watching it through their own reasons and stuff mm. like that. So in that way, it's not necessarily tempering my enjoyment of it I think it's tempering my inner child my like overall satisfaction at the idea yeah. that like I used to love World Cups this amount mm. yeah I can't love this but, one but this is what I've been experiencing this, this season with Newcastle United like like Newcastle United will probably win something fairly soon and we're in a situation where like I've been dreaming about the day we win the FA Cup but <laughs> but but I, I did my feelings about Newcastle United change from Monday afternoon where I'm like this is shit to 2.45 on a Saturday afternoon when I'm like I'm excited to watch Newcastle United because I've built my life around them and, 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 and to have it stolen like that is, is really poor but I think I think this tournament will expose uh, the Qataris for being repressive oppressive uh, the government's be, being massively out of step with modern football and modern life um, which you probably say, well, I mean, that's possibly uh, a, a, a good thing. Will will people think about um, who it gets awarded to next time even more than it was when when, yeah. when the Russians got it and stuff? Yes, I think it will. Do I think the fan provisions might end up in a place that's actually quite dangerous and, and people might lose their lives? Yes, I also think that as well. Um, do I think that, that our kind of tokenist messaging around the, you know, Harry Kane's armband and stuff like that, does that go far enough? No, I don't think it does. Mm. I think... Um, I think as England fans and Wales fans, uh, who we primarily speak to, I guess, over here, um, they have the responsibility to be gayer than ever <laughs> in the stadiums. <laughs> you know, no, they, might, they can ban alcohol, they can't ban poppers. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right? We could, we could sit here and, and talk 
you know, for a long time about the really important issues that this World Cup has has brought about. And I think, um, you know, we're all conflicted in our emotions because it is a World Cup. All of the best, well, majority of the best players are going to be on show at this World Cup. And and it's understandable to still want to get excited about seeing that because we're all football mm. fans. However, it's also an opportunity to use this to actually discuss those important issues that it's brought about. Kate has done the most brilliant series called Inside the Qatar World Cup, which you can find on your Football Ramble feed. Kate and our team went out to Qatar and interviewed some really fascinating people. Um, The first two episodes are out already, so you can listen to those. If you haven't listened to them already, you can catch up on them. And then the final episode is out on Sunday morning ahead of the first match of the World Cup. Really, really interesting listen and and well worth checking that out. We're going to be covering the football and coming at you with Ramble shows every single day throughout the tournament, barring three days in December when the matches start to thin out. So we'll be with you every single day with either Ramble shows or special OTC episodes for covering any fixtures with a particular European flavour. We've also got Twitch streams coming out. Um, So loads to look forward to with us on Football Ramble throughout the World Cup. So make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Uh, So as I've said already, football kicks off in a couple of days time. The first match is Four o'clock, it's Qatar, the hosts against Ecuador. Um, and as always with the World Cup, there's a lovely little opening ceremony. It kicks off at 2pm. Childish Gambino, finally, Pete. <laughs> finally, yeah. It's uh, no, For the first time ever, they've like not announced who's going to be doing it, apart from the guy from BTS. Well, Robbie Williams has been linked, which is something that you've sort of stuck yourself He's the oligarch's choice, though. It's yeah. break glass for Robbie, though, isn't it? <laughs> did, 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 one of you in this room, I think it might have been you, but it could have been you, Jules, what? said that you were walk, having a walk in Hertfordshire somewhere mm. and you heard Robbie Williams. I heard Robbie Williams and I thought he was doing one of his little secret millionaires kind of gigs that he does uh, yeah. un, un, under, the, under the radar. Uh, but I later found out it was actually Robbie Williams' tribute act that had an astonishing amount of support. Wow. Like the crowd oh, was wow. going wild Presumably for Robbie Williams. sounded really good as well. It sounded really good, yeah, exactly. Say it could have been a warm-up for the opening ceremony. <laughs> so maybe it was. They could yeah. use him and save himself a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there was uh, some shouts that Rod Stewart was uh, apparently linked <laughs> with it. But what I what I what I really liked is that in our little um, running order for the mm. show, um, it actually said Rod Stewart yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, that's I was the like, young people, Rod the Stewart. He'll do, he'll do a song. There's a, there's a Rod Stewart. It'd do my way. Not wearing, sexy stuff, please. Wearing a high vis. <laughs> yeah, it'd do my it do my way. Uh, little little skit in between about how he still loves his wife. Um, Dua Lipa turned down um, the chance to do it as well. Apparently, she yeah. rejected the offer. Didn't want to be associated with it, as, as I, I believe. Um, and really, let's be honest. If I said to you, "Bang, World Cup opening ceremony." Who's going to be linked? Mm. You would go for a list of artists, wouldn't you? And I think that Black Eyed Peas <laughs> it's, it are is going to be in your kind top of three. They, they, basic they stuff, don't exist it? outside of those opening ceremonies. No, now, true, they? Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I interviewed them for BT Sport a few years ago. The when, Black Eyed Peas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they did the opening ceremony for the Champions League final in Cardiff. Do you remember? Right. They, right yeah. yeah. And they were, I think it was about three hours late for the interview. Mm. Right. It was, it was really annoying. But they are dreadful. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was one of my least favourite interviews I've ever done. Right. Yeah. Well, Willian's a tit, isn't he? So I, Willian. of Fulham. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. But I remember I asked, like, who, who do you want to win? And they actually asked me during the interview who's playing. Bloody yeah, hell. and then yeah, I, so I said like Real Madrid, blah blah, blah. and then they said, um, and he said, oh Madrid because it begins with the letter M, and I like the letter M, and I was like, oh this cool, is they're not well, painful. No, they're, they're not, they're not, How they're, do you I, respond I to that? They are cool. Like, that what? is cool. Is it cool? Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> She didn't even know it was Tower Bridge, not London Bridge. Yeah, I know. Um, so, well, who, so it's apparently some guy from BTS is going to play, right? And that's the big... That's yeah, the I big didn't, I'd never even heard of that. Young Cook. Am I really uncool for not knowing what BTS was? No, you're just... I mean, you rage. should not BTS. They are, I mean, massive, they are, massive, 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 they are the biggest band in the world. Yeah. I, probably. What's wrong with me? I don't know. You're old, <laughs> how, old, how old are you now? You were saying earlier. Shut up. <laughs> the BTS army are calling it Kutar. I've yeah. never heard of it. Playing. Never heard of it. Would, ever... I, would I know a song? No, no. You probably know their big single. They they merely sing in Korean, but like they they had a big single over here. Do you remember Gangnam Style? Yeah. <laughs> 
that's not it. He's their no, dad. That... <laughs> You're such a twat. You know what? You know what it is. If you didn't know who BTS were now, that admission on this podcast, you'll probably be yeah, well aware of their fans. Yeah. A couple of hours time. Oh, yeah. great! Can we yeah. cut that bit out now? Leave <laughs> <laughs> it in. Oh dear. Mm. Um, well, the final is on the 18th of December. We're already looking forward to the end. Um, meaning the whole tournament's actually going to be done in less than a month, which is seems very rushed. Well, there's very little travel between the venues. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's the very, very small place that people are about to realise. So yeah. yeah. It's so Four small. Four games every day for 11 days. Not against that. That's how it starts. I like it, but it always annoys me when a tournament starts and you only get one match on the first day. You're like, I want them yeah, all matches. You want them all, Give yeah. me all the matches that day. Yeah. There's also the weird thing where, um, you know, usually when these tournaments happen, you work out the time zone and you're like, right, it's, you know, it's either, you know, uh, all at the start of the day or all at the end. Mm. This is ridiculous. It's spread out. Like 11 it? through yeah, yeah. to 7 pm, these kick off. I'm actually a big fan of that. Yeah, you I get, quite get like to it. watch endless football. It's great. Mm. Yeah. It's good. And again, you can technically say to your significant others that it's work, so you have to watch it. <laughs> That's, that's, that your great, excuse? that's the great hack. Mm. <laughs> well, England start on Monday. They face Iran in their first game. Um, USA and Wales also in their group. How confident are we feeling? Because Declan Rice has been chatting to the media this week. He said that he's he's feeling pretty confident. He brought an empty suitcase to Qatar, apparently, so that he could bring the trophy home in it. I think it's probably quite hubristic to do that, although I think Declan was probably being a bit tongue-in-cheek. Yes, he, he was definitely that. joking. Yeah, because he knows he, he's, they'll transport it another way. Yeah. He won't be like, oh, I've got space. I've, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. got a suitcase full of Miller Rice instead. <laughs> yeah, although I can't believe, believe that England have got absolutely no contingency playing of how to get the trophy home. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> absolutely like them. And, and understand the Oh, that'll be something. Did the World Cup probably just go missing? Yeah, yeah, it did. It, like, the out of all the things that could that happen. I watched that the other day, yeah. Jules Rimet trophy, yeah. yeah. Found by Pickles the dog, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's fact, yeah, it wasn't stolen by the dog, was it? No, Sorry. it was not found. <laughs> yeah. Leave the dog out of it. Um, I, I would say that the, the semi-serious answer is that it's really good news, I think, that England are playing Iran first because I think in that rarefied atmosphere where you only have three games to make your, to make your progression, playing a team who you play first is really important. And if England were to play USA or Wales first, both of which I think can be described as derby games in different ways, it's difficult. If they can break a run down... But if uh, they can, that's the yeah, thing. Exactly. Like, they're so, not massive banana skin for that Possibly, exact... yeah. So the, mo- the, most, the, most, the most positive thing that could happen would be for England to score early against Iran. Yeah. I, mean, if England, I think if England score early against Iran, um, it's going to be gets okay. Just gets the and, and off the back. To, to, to put this in a language that, um, that Vish will prick his ears up at, isn't it right? I, I, I don't they always Vish say... Vish and f- prick in the same sentence. I know. I still with your, still with your department. Still still with your text department. shields. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but don't they say in the first ball of the ashes tends to deliver, tends to show how the series is going to go? Pretty much, I'll yeah. feel this one. Yeah. yeah. Well, the last, the last ashes... Um, Rory Burns and England Open and got bowled. So. <laughs> I wasn't like, the one before ideal. that. Didn't Harmison do a massive wide that was a few, like third slip? That was a few before that, and yeah. And they got pumped. Um, so I think if England can start well and score early against Iran, I think they'll be okay. Um, but I'm pleased they're playing around first, although I totally understand that that could back, come back to haunt me in about a few well, days' time. England's form coming into the World Cup obviously is, hasn't been particularly great looking at the Nations League games. Um, but in terms of the group, do you think it's actually maybe harder than some people are making out. I think it's the, o- it's the only group in yeah. the World Cup where all four teams are actually ranked in the top 20. Mm. So although obviously England should be better than all of the other three teams in the group and should win and should top the group, is it actually looking maybe slightly trickier than some people are saying, Bish? Yeah, but I, I don't know who would, you know, even just for the for the raw reasons that you've mentioned there in terms of ranking, I don't know why people are underestimating it. And I think people just do that of of habit and, and maybe a bit of optimism. But yeah, no, you, you could make an argument for England conceding in all of those games, which mm. shows that, you know, it's that's not just an easy our defence though, isn't it? I know, but, but, that, <laughs> but, but that's part of it, isn't it? Like, you know, even, even Iran, like, are you going to meet a team who are more driven given what's happening back home in Iran? Yeah. And, you know, even Jahan Bash, who, you know, used to be uh, Brighton, didn't he? he was, scored one of our best goals ever against yeah, Chelsea, shit. that overhead yes. kick. What a goal that was. But he, even he was saying in the lead up to kind of naturally journalists go over there and they're, you know, they talk to an opposing team and they want to find, they basically want to write colourfully about that team and the things that are driving them. But it's fascinating that, that his reaction was to be like, why are you trying to upset us with this talk? Mm. Because a lot of people are, you know, they've dealt with it in their own way. They've also. It's not for certain whether they're going to sing the national anthem come that first game. And so you're dealing with a team who are very highly charged, who you know, are playing for 
a nation, not just a nation, but you know, there's a lot of Iranian, the Iranian diaspora around the world is quite significant as well. And so, like, to go into it, I, I know Declan Rice was was talking tongue in cheek, but the idea that, well, any idea that they would have of being underestimated is you well, know, to England's detriment. There, on, on the football side of things, specifically in the Lions Watch series, we've been doing Marcus and I. We've interviewed people from other teams in the group, right? And every single time we come out of the interview, I felt less confident about England. Yeah, right. And and I know that... Um, <laughs> That's just English mentality yeah, though, isn't but, it? But but there's reasons to think that those three teams probably are quite underrated based on what you said in the FIFA rankings alone. And then, like I say, the USA and the Wales games, do not underestimate how much USA want to beat England. I'm going, yeah. to, be, I'm going to be in the USA for that game. Ah. And we've spoken, I've spoken to people continuously leading up to this tournament. They are. They can't wait for their chance. Now, not that doesn't. That doesn't but get the US you over... team are quite poor. They've never been poorer, really. Right. In, in, in modern history. Well, they've history. definitely been. Poorer. Oh, right, they've definitely been poorer. Yeah, but, but in the last ten years, you're right. Been... They're not. They're not great. But that doesn't get them over the line. Doesn't just wanting to. And we've win. got. And, and being English, we've 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 got history with everybody because we're nightmares. Well, that's true as well. Exactly. But here's a scenario yeah. for you though. England struggle to a nil nil against Iran. Mm. Going back to what you were alluding to earlier, mm. England struggle to a nil nil against Iran. That US Abe game becomes massive. It just becomes huge. Yeah. So it's, it's it's a lot. There's a lot at stake. I definitely would have preferred to uh, um, face the US first, but then that would have echoes of when we let in that absolute stinker against them last. Oh, uh, Rob talk, Green. Yeah, Rob yeah, they Green. still talk about that now. They've got <laughs> they got a phrase for it and everything. It comes right. up all the time. Well, in terms of the players, that uh, you know, like obviously, in a couple of days before you start to see the players training, and obviously, it's absolutely boiling out there, and you're hearing loads of reports about the humidity and how difficult it's going to be for them. But in terms of their fitness, um, Carl Walker was involved in England's first training session. Um, however, it's still thought he's going to miss the opening game against Iran. James Madison, obviously, uh, last couple of days, he was training separately to the team because of that e injury, e, uh, knee, e injury? E injury. Knee injury. <laughs> that that Ian injury. Ian <laughs> injury is actually a good prospect for this World Cup. It's one to watch. <laughs> um, so what, how are we feeling about the team and how they're shaping up going into it? You think we're, we're well, the squad's right? not. I mean, it's good that barely any of the squad are injured, which is a great start, I think. But, but, <laughs> but none of them are in form. No, apart exactly. from James Madison, Callum Wilson, kind of. It's, 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 I think it's, a, it's an interesting situation because when you have a World Cup traditionally, you go away, you do your prep, you're in that kind of bubble, and it just comes down to who executes best, maybe mm. who gets the rub of the green or the rest of it. This, I think, is going to come down to which players are in the most form because it's just such a little gap. Mm. It's, it's mm. going to be straight through into it. Um, I think it's really, uh, you know, it's really positive that England had a positive aspect of their game against Germany the last time they played. I know they didn't win, but it was a, it was a game where they actually at least showed a bit of what they're made of and, and stuck at it and were able to score a few goals. That could serve them in good stead. But it all comes down to this Iran game. I'm telling you, it all comes yeah. down to that. Yeah. How much do we read into you know like um, predictions and stuff that other people are making? Because EA Sports um, ran a simulator that predicted England would go out in the round of 16. To the game. Um, and, you know, you get all of these former stars doing their predictions as well. Um, Samuel Eto'o, his were very interesting, weren't they? Yeah. He uh, he agrees. He thinks that England will be knocked out by Qatar. <laughs> um, he also said that Qatar will qualify from their group ahead of the Netherlands and that Cameroon will win the whole tournament, beating Morocco in the final. <laughs> Morocco's like got it. a new manager in August. He's, he's, fight, he's fighting for, for, for his African brothers. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. I think if England get knocked out by Qatar... Like, <laughs> I mean, the, it the, would be funny. The Icelandic thing in 2016 was bad enough. I don't think we need to give ourselves another Iceland in the desert. By the way, in terms of um, Lions Watch, Luke mentioned it already. Um, there's uh, the eighth and final episode coming out before the big kickoff. The lads are going to be hearing what you think about England's expectations and what they should be for the tournament. That's out tomorrow. Uh, obviously, listen on your favourite podcast app. What do we make of Wales's chances in this World Cup as well? It's their first one since 1958. Um, they're excited, aren't they, Vish? They're buzzing for it. Yeah, and why wouldn't they be? Um, in terms of their chances, I, well, I mean, I kind of have them finishing, well, not in the top two for this group. Um, I'm just getting all of Wales after you now on Twitter. I know, yeah, you yeah, got I know all you the BTS that. fans after me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm now getting the Wales fans after you. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather take on BTS fans than Welsh people. <laughs> well, I don't know. At least one know. of them can sing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's quite a, a lot of the chat is revolved around Gareth Bale. And I feel like this squad now more than ever needs like an older school Bale than the one they have now. Yeah. And I'm kind of fascinated by how they're 
going to use him. And I, I don't know, we, you know, we've we've seen it before that he really raises games for playing for the national team. Um, and I wonder how much, I, I do wonder how much juice he's got left. You know, we joke about like, we don't joke, but you know, the MLS Cup final when he comes on and, you know, gets mm. that equaliser, ends up with a clearing header as well. That's basically him for Wales, very distilled. Like, mm. does he string that out over what an hour, three times in a row? I suppose we're about to find out. But you well, know, they've obviously got a very together squad. I loved their team photo and the gear they're wearing. <laughs> it's I think good. That's, I like it. Shacket, the shacket, yeah. yeah. So if you haven't seen it, the Wales team uh, were pictured wearing some really nice shackets on their way yeah. to Qatar. They were all from MS, just as the England um, squad suits were from. Mm. Did you get? Uh, is a little that... bit of a prison vibe. I liked it. The... A little all together. Gareth all Southgate with towards... his little cane as well. That was weird. That was weird. What, he had a cane? Yeah. yeah he had a little what? cane. Is he, is he a pimp? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was sat front and centre of the England team photo. With a cane. With a cane in I his hope he hand. wasn't in the England team photo, but yes. And yeah, um... it, was, it was all a bit That weird. is a bit weird. Yeah. What's, he, what's happened to him? <laughs> uh, what's going on? But what's interesting, I think, is that the, I don't know that much about Iran, but England, USA, and Wales are all coming into this tournament in pretty, pretty, pretty poor form. Like Wales have been terrible form; they haven't mm. won for ages, have they? Last time Wales won a game um, was I think, I think six games ago. They've, they've lost four and drawn one since then. And the teams they've lost against, fair enough, are um, you know good, good sides, I suppose. But it's not, it's not been great preparation at all. So. It could just be the less shit team, the least shit team goes through <laughs> well, he, at the top of the group. Gareth Bell gave an update on his on his fitness. Um, he said, I am fully fit and ready to go. If I need to play 390s, I'll play 390s, which made me laugh because I was like, he obviously clearly doesn't expect to get out of the group. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. It's only mentioning. <laughs> if I do games. play 390s, there's no way we're going any further. <laughs> um, what about USA as well? As we mentioned, you know, they... They do have a very young squad. They've got a lot of young, talented players that maybe if you look ahead to the next World Cup when it's going to be in the USA and Mexico, maybe we'd expect them to go a bit further in that World Cup. Mm. Um, but Christian Pulisic has insisted that the USA are going to make America proud at this World Cup, Luke. I think they've got a chance. I think what we have seen in World Cups is you can see that momentum's really important. If you get stuck into it and you get some good results early and you can really push through, you can you can do great things. And the US in recent World Cups have either had you know, good results or have come very close to getting good results. And they've been quite unlucky here and there as well. So mm. if luck's on their side, they've, they've got a chance um, because they have to fancy themselves to beat Iran. They have to fancy themselves to beat Wales. I'm not saying they will do those things, mm. but they have. I mean, it's available there for them if they want it. Um, I do agree with Pete. I think their, their squad isn't, is, is probably a, a fairly average squad peppered with some really good players. Um, but I don't think they've got good players throughout. And that could be the undoing of them, but also quietly, you know, Luke mentioned it before about this being a probably more a squad for future World Cups. But this is in in the minds of like US soccer fans, this is the squad. Well, sorry, this is the start of that life cycle yeah. with, with these particular players. Huge potential in the future, and so like you know, we always say this about you know young players before, especially for a team that are probably struggling up front as well you're never more ambitious than when you've never lost. And so they might come out and and really get at England particularly. Canada, of course, beat Japan in a friendly yesterday. And Japan are a really fun team. Mm. They've got some really exciting players. So... Yeah, good for Canada. I'm excited to see them. Definitely, of course. That's what it's all about. You know, one of the, world, the, great, the greatest things about watching World Cups when we were young was like these players you'd never heard of or these mm. teams that you never really knew much about. And obviously that's much harder these days because when you look even at the Canada team, you'll see a few players in there that are playing at big clubs and, and, and names that you'll be familiar with. But there is an element of the unknown about it and that's an exciting thing and that's part of the reason why the World Cup's so good. I think whatever group they found themselves in Canada, they were going to find it very, very difficult. But you sort of look at that group and you sort of go... Oh, come on, mm. they could have been slightly nicer to them, I think. Well, yeah, surely they'll fancy themselves against Morocco. Well, not according to Samueletto. He thinks Morocco are going all the way to the final, doesn't he? <laughs> Belgium have got a massive whiff of this is the last roll of the dice for us. Yeah. If it doesn't hurt, if it doesn't happen for us, it's never going to happen. Belgium and France. And well, yeah, France. Well, France will probably implode because of a the tradition about holders mm. and b because they're France. Yeah. But Belgium, it's it's very much like a kind of. You know, what, the, the expendables one last job <laughs> and the stakes are so high that if it goes wrong it'll go catastrophically wrong yeah. so therefore that might leave Canada with an opportunity you never know well, you, you shouldn't never know. you shouldn't look at a World Cup squad and be able to say they're as old as I am <laughs> in your mid 30s <laughs> look at you Jill, that's you as well Jill. no you can't do that, you can't do that. <laughs> you... oh sorry there's, I mean the 
coaching staff, yeah. But I was, I was <laughs> talking about the players. Well, I tell you what, let's um, keep predicting what's going to happen in this World Cup. We'll do our best anyway. Uh, we'll have a look at some of the other countries in a moment. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. English media uh, typewriters ready, please. Well, he's going to talk about Harry Maguire now. Hoe vond je hem de laatste tijd? Hij pakt rood tegen Watford. He's uh, really shit. <laughs> get him on. Get Van der Vaart. Get Raphael yeah. Van der Vaart on the punditry team for the for in, in on British telly. Come on. Mm. Get him on the BBC. Yeah. I'd love. I'd love for them all to give really earnest punditry, and every so often just get Van der Vaart to go. Shit. <laughs> shit. Yeah. And not really shit. Yeah. He's really shit. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. When we talk about. Um, Portugal's chances in this mm. World Cup. I mean, everything's just surrounded this whole Ronaldo interview that's decided to come out a couple of days before it all begins. Um, what, how, what strange ti- timing. Uh, yeah. I'm so over it. I'm so bored of it. Did you see it. Bruno Fernandes' uh, uh, reaction to him? Oh, it's brilliant. It's so funny. Like, Cristiano looked like he had been... He was sort of a mafia boss that had been affronted. <laughs> it's the last thing you need, though, isn't it? It's the last thing you need. I don't think it was... It was a tournament uh, like that. It wasn't related to that, though, wasn't it? People oh, so, yeah, said it was I mean. to do with the fact that um, Bruno was the last one in. We don't need the, t- don't we don't need the talk, though, do we? We don't need the talk. We don't need this talk before. We don't yeah. need to sort of the speculation. It's well, just so tedious. Although the thing I would say, just from a Portuguese point of view, which obviously I don't have. Vicious Portuguese point of view. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by. <laughs> but I've always got the impression with Portugal and Budweiser, Ronaldo. They need, they need some stuff to do now. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> but if you're listening. Um, the, the thing with Portugal that's, you know, even through Ronaldo's heyday, um, has been like, they know he's immature. They know he's a bit of a brat. But he's their brat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> because because he's their legend. Yeah. They're like, oh, we get it. This is what you get with him. And when you saw him training and like going up to people and like trying to be all matey matey, I think they were just a little bit like, look, mate, we're training. I know you don't really do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we, still, we still need to do this. Yeah, yeah. We've got to do some running here. 
Yeah, I, I, we, we, I'm surprised you guys are saying that the Bruno thing wasn't to do with that because to me, it, it looked to me like he is just someone who had had to put up with Ronaldo in that Man United dressing room and around the club for so long, <laughs> just fucking over it. Yeah. And he was a bit like, because at least, at least you know, your Luke Shaw's of this world, <laughs> of this world, are gonna be so. Well, at least I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna be in the England camp. You know, I don't have to deal with this. I get a month off of this fucking nonsense now. Yeah. Poor Bruno. He's like the brother of the worst kid in class. He has to go home with the fucking guy. Why are we shaking well. sh- hands? I saw you like a day ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Do you think Dallo's also thinking that? But like in a, you know, I suppose a different relationship. Just like, oh, Dad, what have you done this yeah. now? Yeah. Dallo got caught on the on the long lens of Ronaldo leaving early yeah. as well, didn't he? He's like, I've only got seven caps, Cristiano. For <laughs> fuck's sake, you're gonna ruin this for me. <laughs> well, he was. Not, he wasn't um, training, was he? Uh, sorry, actually, he wasn't. Was he, in the, not, was he not? Sorry, he was. <laughs> he wasn't in the game because he had a. He, he, he was so old now. He keeps getting ill. Yeah, he got a stomach bug. Didn't he had his flu jab. So. He, got a, he got a stomach bug after slagging off the chefs at Old Trafford, <laughs> <laughs> or rather at Carrington. Yeah. yeah, nice. It's all very ironic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do we make of their chances? Because Ronaldo said in this last part of the interview yesterday, he kind of jokingly said, "If if Portugal win the World Cup, he'll retire." Mm. But then. Five minutes later, said he's going to retire at the age of forty, which is a few years away. So, yeah, I wish Piers Morgan had retired at the age of forty. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I think, I think the World Cup is such a rarefied atmosphere that if you have someone in there, it's going to cause problems. Now, I'm not suggesting he does. I don't know if he causes as many problems at Portugal as he does at Manchester United. But if you've got someone in there who can be corrosive, the reason that's important, I think, and what that can be dangerous is because if things start to go slightly wrong, it's probably quite hard to bring it back. And if you're not all united and you're not all together, mm. I, I mean, I, I'm not a body language expert, but that handshake did not bode well <laughs> for me. And I think there's a potential for a massive just... If, if, if Bruno knows that Cristiano's going to be leaving Man United ahead of the, the second half of the season, just have a swing at him. I mean, just have a swing at him. <laughs> there's also like... <laughs> tell, me, tell me any person you know that wouldn't like to see Cristiano punched in the face. There isn't anyone. Do it at the ceremony. Do it at the opening ceremony. Here's Morgan. Oh, Piers. Piers would jump in the way. Like it'd be like it'd be like one of those uh, Harrison Ford movies in the nineties. Who'd jump in front of the president? The bodyguard. Yeah. Um, which which That's makes Kevin Costner by the way. I know, I know, but you know what I meant. Yeah. You did the bodyguard move. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. <laughs> I think we're go- we're about to see just how much self awareness Ronaldo has because obviously we haven't seen much of it. <laughs> For a while, particularly no. over the last couple of days, with that interview with um, what's his cunt, but yeah. <laughs> there is there there is there is something at stake for him here, in terms of you're not going to get this again, and the guy that you've been jousting with for your, for your whole career, who you seem to maintain in your head is having a worse time of it than you, which is a joke, really, mm. um, is out there, and and they're all pu- pulling together for him to to get him this, yeah, however which way they can. Argentina are focused on. On, on giving him a proper send-off. And you need that buy-in from, from your teammates and it's going to be harder for you to get. Mm. And I think, you know, it, it's one thing in the club game where through hooker by crook, he will move on to somewhere where he feels or he'll convince himself that is a bigger step and everyone will have that buy-in for him, even if that's going back to sporting. But the global stage is where you feel like you belong and this is your only chance, well, this is your last chance to get that feeling. Bear in mind the last time... Portugal won silverware. It wasn't because of you. Mm. Yeah, and you, tr- I, I, you tried to make it about you, yeah, but it wasn't and, because and, of you. And I think that's a really good point. And I think we've seen nothing from Cristiano Ronaldo in his whole career really to to suggest that he would think in that way. But I think now he's got to the stage where he is, in my view, so self obsessed that he's lost all perspective entirely. Mm. And I think even when you are so egotistical, or you need to give yourself that confidence and that arrogance to even get through a day as a top level professional footballer, I can be empathetic towards that. I understand why you need to do that. But it always has to exist within these team parameters because it's a team sport. And, and, and as soon as you go full Ronaldo, it's very, it's very difficult mm. to bring that back. And I think the comparison is a really interesting one because we've not really had that come out of any Argentina camp uh, at all. And they are in incredible form, like mm. absolutely incredible form. Also, the other thing to say about Portugal squad, it's brilliant. Yeah, it is. Like the way they dismantled Nigeria yesterday, yesterday the idea that like, you know, Oh, okay. If it's not Ronaldo, it'll be Jao Felix leading the line. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. That's what it should be. Yeah, yeah but I, I, I do, I do think, I think that's fair enough. But I do think, Vish, you got to be flat. It's a flattering thing playing against a team who are probably so 
gutted they're not at the World Cup. It's like a meaningless friendly for them. Sure, sure. And they, and they, and they, they almost adopt this role of, oh, yeah, we'll give you a warm-up game because you're about to go to the World Cup and we're not. I don't think there's that much in that. No, but but I'm just saying, like, look at their squad. Oh, they've got a great squad. Their squad they've got a great squad. Yeah, and evidently they would be a more, as we've seen with Manchester United, you're just a more fluid team without Ronaldo starting. Mm. Yeah, and, and similarly with, with that whole comparison you make there, obviously with it probably being Messi's last World Cup and Argentina being absolutely desperate to win it for him and and obviously just as Luke says you know they've been they've been playing brilliantly recently they're up there as one of the favorites i think they're in like the top top 5 favorites to to go on and win it um and themselves and uruguay one of the other south americans uh teams in it um have had food on their mind on the way to this world cup um they've each brought 2000 pounds of meat with them to qatar um argentina have three and a half tons of meat, apparently. It's always a bit of a space race, isn't it? These uh, countries down that way, they just like they just get their barbecues out. Yeah, just like, we're going to cook as much food as we possibly can. I, I I fancy Argentina in a big way. Do you? I think I think there's a certain amount of no matter how much control everyone tries to get over the sport of football with tactics and analysis and all the rest of it. I think there's a certain amount of kind of it feels to me a certain amount of destiny to it. And yeah. I, I think I think there could be a chance here that Lionel Messi, as captain, ends up lifting the World Cup trophy for Argentina. And that's the big, overwhelming kind of... If it's not England, is that the team you want to win it? Uh, if it's not... Um, I want Chris Hewton to win it. I want yeah. Canada to win it. <laughs> I, I I they're, they're at I, the end of a very long queue, I, think, I would say. I think I'm, a bit, I'm a Sammy Leto man. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just kind of like... Uh, my headspace is still in the Euros. I'm like, oh, France and yeah. Belgium. And then I'm like... Oh no! The South American well, teams are in I'll, this one. Fuck. I'll, yeah, I'll come. On, I'll come on to this. Fucking bit. bollocks! I'll come on to this in a bit uh, uh, tomorrow in, in, in the Lions Watch episode. But I think Pete's right. I think I can convince myself <laughs> for different reasons that England could beat any of the European teams. I find it very hard to convince myself they could beat Argentina or Brazil. Yeah, and I think that maybe because we don't see them as often, or because you know they're a lot more glamorous or whatever. And we've looked at the squads, <laughs> but mostly it's their players. <laughs> <laughs> well, Argentina have actually chosen to stay in student halls instead of a hotel because of what we were just talking about right. with the food, um, and it's because they they want to host traditional beef barbecue. Oh, they, they, they no, this is the big thing. For them, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. That's part of their. Um, it's called an asado. Isn't it? An asado. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Some of the best photos of World Cup. 2014, where of the uh, I think the Uruguayan team having a massive, um, massive barbecue, like just yeah. genuinely the most impressive, mm. the sort of barbecue that gives your dad a big old hard on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because they love barbecue. They don't do you? love Your dad barbecue. love a barbecue, Pete? Uh, he doesn't get a hard on, but he... Uh, no, I've never... You know what? I've never seen my dad Anymore? at a barbecue. Never seen... <laughs> I'm pleased you said that. I've never seen my dad... It's all that stuff they put in the meat. <laughs> barbecue. Never seen my dad at a barbecue. You've never seen... Is your not, dad like a barbecue? Big, um, um, no, my mum likes a barbecue. Right. right. But there's but there's not really a big barbecuing culture in, in Sri Lanka. Mm. The, the, the biggest barbecue I've ever seen in my life was actually a braai in South Africa. Right, it was yeah. astonishing. They're big yeah, on that, aren't they? Yeah. Your old man was a chef, isn't he? So he must love a barbecue. He, he's very... Any any kind of cooking. Yeah. He, he made the right. most amazing Sunday roast last week. If, but if you went so to if you went to like a garden party with your family, and yeah. your mum and dad were there and it was hosted by someone else, would your dad slowly kind of gravitate towards the barbecue and be looking at it and stuff? Mm, no, he'd actually... My dad would definitely do that. He'd rather not, but everyone just asks him oh, okay, to. Right. So yeah, like, because they chef, know he's yeah. a chef. They're yeah. like, Steve, how'd you do this? Yeah. So then he I, ends up over there. I right. bet he does a mean hog roast. Anything, mate. You right. name it. Get him over here. Dad, yeah. cook it for That'd us. That'd be great. Get him Rumble in the cook off. Yeah, so good. We could do it in the break room. <laughs> I'm starving now. Yeah. yeah. All this <laughs> talk of barbecue. So what do you guys think about Argentina and Brazil? Surely you agree with me that they've got they've, they've got to be right up there. Brazil, I mean, Brazil, yeah. Brazil, are, Brazil are my winners for me. Okay, yeah. right. I, I, and I think... They've got about a million forwards, haven't they? I know. It's <laughs> like, how are they going to play them play all? Play fucking all of them. Every single <laughs> all one of them. All of them. It Rotate would be fun, them. wouldn't it? Be it like an NFL or like in the NBA where you just like roll them on and off. Like, they should be allowed to do that. <laughs> we have to see them all. Apparently, um, the manager, Chiche, has been testing formations to have four forwards in the game for the game against Serbia. Don't test it. Go in raw. Go in raw. I love that. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. Yeah. Awful. Um, what about some of the other um, European teams we haven't mentioned yet? No mention of Germany from all of the people who are sort of tipping teams to go far. Um, really? No one's mentioning that, no? No, no one's I talking about them. Not really. But then they don't. I think Germany and Spain similarly both don't really have 
a, a goal scorer, like a an out and out goal scorer that sort of informed oh, right now. What Maratta? Oh, a little Maratta. He's doing always his offside, best. mate. He's he'll doing, he'll doing score little... fifty goals, but about forty nine <laughs> of them will be offside. I, th- I think. I think certainly with Spain, uh, there is a situation where quite similar to Southgate, um, uh, he's quite dogmatic and he's got a system and players just have to sort of bend to his will and they've got um obviously obviously quite an old central midfielder that they really really trust uh, a lot but i don't think he's particularly de- defensively uh, capable at his age and uh i i could see i could see Spain go quite far because you just can't get the ball off them and you can't score a goal if you can't get the ball off them <laughs> I, I, had, I actually had in my little bracket i had spain getting to the final oh yeah. and, and i also love the fact that luis enrique is embracing um Modern technology by saying he's going to do like he's going to live, he's live on streams, yeah. He's going to do stuff like, which is going to be in a hot tub, which I liked because I think it meant a lot of traditional journalists started to go, oh fuck, yeah. this, no, is, no. this is now what's going to happen. Well, you know, we're, we're not going to be needed. He's, he's done his opening video, hasn't he? He said, yeah. I'm, "I'm coming at you." Look like a hostage video. Live That's streamers, steady, Here steady, we are. Lewis. Watch steady. out, I'm coming in fast. He said. Oh good god, <laughs> that is against the T's and C's. No politics, no sex. Lewis and Ricky on OnlyFans. <laughs> um, Vish, how do you feel as a Manchester United supporter that David De Gea isn't in the the Spain squad? It does feel a bit. It does. <laughs> Couldn't give a shit. <laughs> you can't you don't care. But I but I get it. It's weird though, isn't it? Uh, I don't I don't think it is. No, I don't think it is. I think he. But he's been great lately for United. He has, but if you think of what they want from a modern goalkeeper, you don't really get it from him. I do also. I mean, it speaks of where he is in terms of how he's regarded mm. as a modern goalkeeper that someone would send him that text thinking he retired. Yeah, well, that right, came from yeah. the Spanish FA. Um, they, they, I think uh, Luis Rubiales, who basically congratulated De Gea on his retirement. I guess he assumed that, oh, well, he's left out of the Spain squad. He must have retired. <laughs> someone so t- he was obviously as well. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a blow, isn't it? Like, that's me. If I was a top player, I'd be like, thinking, okay, fine, that's a mistake. That happens. Don't let anyone know about that. Yeah, don't it's tell anyone. Yeah, 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 exactly. But, uh, then, but then you get that hit shot going, oh, it's kind of funny though, isn't it? Yeah, oh, look at this. Oh, no. Also, Germany Spain in the same group as you said. No, no Yogi Love this time. I know, no yeah. scratch and sniff. No scratch and sniff. It was a big part of the World Cup. I imagine now. what they'll be doing at home. Also, the gloves are off. <laughs> For his own good as well, because imagine how clammy he'd be. We, we got, oh yeah, we got, the humidity. Imagine him oh. in that. Imagine how his tent would smell. So what I'm saying. <laughs> A friend of mine who's working. Are you, are you cooking beef in there? Yeah. Have <laughs> <laughs> you brought that from home? <laughs> Whether the Uruguayans coming over to know. Um, um, you know, we did a we did a show. Uh, the best. Is that hell out. Not the things I'm doing. Stop it. What? Come on. We'll get your point out, and I'll stop being rude. I can't. I'm distracted by you and your pink jacket and hair. It's definitely not. It's I don't have pink hair. <laughs> we, it's probably Haram. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had um, we had World Cup moments. The best magical moments. The World Cup, me, Marcus, and Andy did the yeah. show. Okay. And uh, Yogi Love Scratch and Sniff got a mensch. It's got to be. Yeah. Made it in there. Even <laughs> Andy would. Maradona, Maradona 86. Yeah. You know, Baggio in 94. <laughs> you know, England in 66. Yogi Love touching his balls. It yeah. was all in there. <laughs> yeah. The Pantheon. It was all covered. So it'd be sad not to see him. I think you should show us them. If I, if, I, if, I was the new, if I was if I was the current Hand Germany manager rod. if I was the current Germany manager I would do it as a tribute yes. I, I would actually do it I think you got to yeah. instead of nice. singing well, well you know, instead of putting your hand on your heart during the national anthem <laughs> you can't doing do a new that. thing yeah <laughs> uh, one of my other favourite um, managers Louis Van Gaal and his army they are mm. ready so I want them they to go the as, as far as possible bear in mind this is probably going to be his last job yeah yeah I want them to go as far just give us as much Louis as possible. Do you know what I'm not? I'm, so He's a character, this, isn't he? this speaks to the age of the produce the production team of the show. They put they put Netherlands under the dark horses section. Can you really say Netherlands are dark horses for a World Cup or a Euros or anything like that? I mean, they're a massive team. So so yeah. I so I um I've done my bracket and I've had them losing to Brazil in the semi final. Yeah, yeah, really. And, and with that comes. A game against Argentina as well? Yes, exactly. I had that, but I had Argentina winning that. Right, okay. But, I mean, that's... I mean, yeah, to be honest, Brazil-Argentina in the semi-final would also be pretty sick. Yeah. But I I just want him as much as possible. Even... They haven't even started yet. And he was talking about calling up players who didn't make the squad, (laughs) seeing them naked 
orange pants. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Like, just... so it was a great play, the hits, but it's the greatest hits, Louis Van Gaal. <laughs> yeah. So good. I, I, Giving them their squad numbers based on their age. Yeah, it's brilliant. I, I think he's, so he knows, though. I hope he does. I think, I think he knows he's going to ramp it up as high as possible. Yeah, yeah. I want him to know. Yeah. 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 I want him to know. But I did my thing. I had um, Netherlands, Argentina in the quarters, and I had Germany, Brazil in the quarters as well. But I had Argentina and Brazil to go through. So I think I think Netherlands do... do it could work out they play Wales and you could kind of see Wales getting through the group perhaps and doing well but then maybe falling short against Netherlands so that yeah. could actually happen and then you've got yeah, a bit of a bit of a coin toss I suppose against Argentina although I would have Argentina for as favourites for that but um, yes yeah, that's what it's all about you know you, you look at the quarter final lineup for a World Cup and you see that and you get really excited and, and uh, without bringing it back to England too much but very very briefly if you the way I worked out the bracket thinking about Netherlands and Argentina, if you look at the other side of the draw, it actually works out that England could get a pretty nice quarterfinal against Poland, I think. Mm. Which, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to denigrate Poland, but I mean, you take that. Yeah. And, and what's mm. typified England's journey through um, the last Euros and through the last World Cup is that they've had a lot of criticism for getting easy, perceived easy teams. Could happen again. Mm. Until the semi-final, where they'll probably play someone a bit better. But, you know, it's, 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 a, um, it's an interesting thing. If we're talking about dark horses generally, I quite like the look of Switzerland. Ooh, okay. I think they, I think they qualified yeah. really strongly. I understand they're in a group with Brazil, but I think you know if they play to their potential, they've certainly got enough to get past Serbia and Cameroon. If they don't win their group, it makes it perhaps arguably a bit tougher. But I, I quite like them. I, I quite like a lot of the um, players they've got in good form. I also think, and Gareth Southgate mentioned this on on um, I heard it on the radio actually on the way in this morning. He clearly thinks, and we all know this anyway, but he reiterated that he thinks the best way to get success at a major tournament is to be really solid. Mm. So we can't work on all these different attacking shapes. Mm. We haven't got the time, so we've got to be solid. We've got to keep the ball out of our net. And I think Switzerland have got a really good chance of doing that. I think they only conceded two goals in qualifying. They've got, in my view, the most underrated goalkeeper to ever play the game in Jan Sommer, who no one ever talks about. He's been mm, one of yeah, the world's best keepers for years. Mm. Uh, and he's, I think, he's either captain or vice captain, but he's a very, very strong leader in that squad. Um, I think they're, they're one to watch uh, Switzerland I similarly think that Denmark could be dark horses I know they obviously got really far in the Euros last year but I still feel like they're riding that wave of that incredible team spirit that we saw in the Euros I think they're organised I think they they've also got an easy group yeah they've relatively got a, speaking yeah exactly and I I don't know I quite I quite like the look of Denmark to potentially go quite far. I didn't, I suppose you can't really say that they're dark horses because they are champions of their continent but Pre the Mane injury, Sadio Mane injury, I thought Senegal would be yeah. pretty tidy. Can, can I, can I They're just, always fun, aren't they? Can I just come back to you on the Denmark thing really quickly and just say that if it works out the way we suspect, and this is not taken into account France imploding, which could happen, I think Denmark would play possibly play Poland in the second round and then they could play England. Mm. So, I mean, for them, they'd, be, they'd fancy that because they drove yeah. England very close in the Euros. So. Yeah. Serbia, top in the group. At me. You can't <laughs> at me. Twitter's dead. See ya. Oh, you, come on. This Topping is what you're that doing. group, yeah. You're doing the big takes now because you know Twitter's about to implode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you, there's no comeback. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll find you. I hope it implodes. I hope it implodes, <laughs> hope it implodes before number. the BTS stuff yeah. comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put your phone number on Mastodon. Don't worry about that. <laughs> right, it's now time for a slightly different Betfair segment. Betfair have you covered with everything you need this World Cup. You can use their handy app to place your bet builders throughout the tournament and get your hands uh, on some pretty decent handouts too. Ahead of the first game this Sunday, if you bet £10 on the World Cup Golden Boot winner, you'll get a free £2 bet anytime your player scores or assists. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. We've chosen who we think will walk away with that shiny golden boot after the tournament ends, with a £10 bet being placed on each player. So, Vish, you're up first. Who do you think will be this World Cup's top scorer? So, I have gone a bit rogue and gone for Memphis Depay. <laughs> he hasn't played that much uh, for Barcelona through injury, but he's fresh. He's tweeting a lot. He's dressing fucking well. <laughs> um, and I think he can emerge from the group stages with four goals. And bear in mind how far I think Netherlands are going to go. I think I can see him. Uh, I can see him walking away with it. I think it's a really logical choice. Um, so good, good for you, Jules. You're up next. Uh, I'm going to go for um, Harry Kane mainly because Marcus Penalties. Marcus isn't here, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I feel like he. And would... you're in his seat. Yeah, I'm sat in his mm. seat, and I feel like we, one of us had to go for Harry Kane. Uh, so I've gone for him. Um, I obviously want England to go as far as they can. Harry Kane won the Golden Boot at the Russia World Cup. Yeah, uh, he could win it back to back tournaments, which were well back to back World Cups, which would be. Amazing. Um, I think 
he's going to score a lot of goals in the group. And I think that's the way you win the cool. golden boot, basically. Same, so. same logic as Vish. All right, yep. Peter, you're up. I'm going to go for Karim Benzema for France. Uh, they'll go deep in the tournament and um, he will be there or thereabout, I reckon. You're not, gonna, you're, not, season. you're not anticipating a France implosion? No. the holders, and traditionally, I think since 1962, the holders have always found it tough. Well, there you go. You don't think no, so? No, Fair no, enough. Are you going for Luke? Uh, I've, there's a little player I quite like the look of. You probably wouldn't have heard of him. Um, but I think he's going to have a big tournament. He's mm. gonna be, you, if you haven't heard of him now, you would have heard of him by the time this tournament ends. Mm. Um, Lionel Messi. Yeah, I, I see. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Uh, like I said, I think, I think the, uh, the die is cast. It's in the stars that he, he could mm. sign off his career as, in, a, in a really big way. So I've gone for him. So we'll place a £10 bet on each of these selections. So to recap, Vicious pick Memphis Depay, which would return £210 should he be the Golden nice. Boot winner. Peter's gone Karen Benzema, which would be £130. Jules did Harry Kane, which would be £80. And I've picked Lionel Messi, which will return £110. If any of these four bets come in, all those winnings will go straight to Prostate Cancer UK. These apply to the first bets placed on the FIFA Golden Boot market. Max £2 or €2 free bet per goal or assist. And T's and C's apply. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and you must gamble responsibly. Uh, Head to BeGambleAware.org for more information. All right, then. Now it's time for this. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. A what? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. Oh, poor simple Jack. Uh, Jack's encyclopedia. It's time for the game that literally no one's talking about. Uh, <clears throat> oh, did by me. I got a muscle then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just Is it a pre- World Cup version? A little pre-World Cup version oh, of uh, Jack's encyclopedia. Uh, Jules, is your first time playing Jack's encyclopedia? Or yeah. even knowing what it is? It uh, is. With a pre-match uh, WhatsApp you sent. Um, I will give you all a category. Okay. In Jack's encyclopedia. All you have to do is give me an answer that fits into that category. For example, I'm going to throw out something like players who've scored own goals in the World Cup, right? And then you'll keep going around giving answers. And if you can no longer give a correct answer... You get kicked out of the game or I'm kicked out of the be round. Crap at this. Don't worry about it. Join it's the absolutely club. Fine. Absolutely fine. Join the club. Andy Brassel, you'd think was really good at this game. He's not always the top of the tree, is he? Normally pretty good. He's normally pretty yeah, he's good. Normally <laughs> good. But he's not normally he's top gen- of the tree. Genuinely yeah. one of the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I, I someone else, that's uh, down that yeah. If I think you're taking too long, I'll play my countdown clip, uh, which is basically Gary Neville doing a big orgasm, uh, and you'll have until the end of uh, well, the money shot, so to speak, uh, <laughs> to give uh, me a correct answer. There can be no repetition of a previous answer, of course. The last person standing then gets the point. I've got three rounds. Got ya. Then it's a tiebreaker in case you're all drawing at the end. Uh, right, category number one. Let me just check my buttons. Jules, Luke, Vish, smashing. Yes. Players that have captained England at a major tournament. We're only looking for official England captains for the tournament. Yeah, who's going, who's going to kick off with Jules because she's never played the game? Okay, fine. Harry Kane. Correct. Okay, I'll go for Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney. Correct. Vish? Alan Shearer. Alan Shearer, correct. Jules? Stephen Gerrard. Stephen Gerrard, correct. He has. Um, David Beckham. David Beckham, correct. Vish? Getting tight now. <laughs> Bobby Moore. Bobby Moore. Correct, he's done that. Jules? It's Torres! Oh, what? Sorry, I forgot about. I forgot. I was wondering what the fuck that noise was. <laughs> you came in with an answer, but unfortunately, Frank oh, Lampard so never captained that really at made a major tournament. <laughs> you lost your little face. I did you think? Really... Did you think he was here? <laughs> Good okay. stuff. So you're out for this Sorry, uh, round. Okay, you can join us once again in the next round. Okay. Luke, can we have one from you? Brian Robson. Brian Robson is correct. Uh, David Platt. Lukey Moore That's a point I had another one as well if you want it Who have you got? I think I had Bobby Charlton as one I think he did it in the seventh. Bobby the Charlton never did it Okay But it doesn't matter doesn't You're matter. already through You're right. already through to category two which is countries that have hosted the World Cup oh, Countries shit. that have hosted the World Cup This one's <laughs> You imagine it'd be a little bit easier Yeah Just think of big countries I suppose yeah. uh, Luke Moore can you kick us off please Um. So I will go with um Russia Russia. Because I'm going to do easy ones Correct. to try and get Jules out as quick as possible. You're an absolute <laughs> yeah. All right, Vish. Uh, England. England. 
Correct. Jules, who's also the World Cup, mate? Uruguay. Hey, Uruguay! Good answer. 1930, lovely. Um, Mexico. Damn Mexico, it, that was my next one. 1986. Vish. South Korea. Oh, that was my oh. next one. Oh, no, you're not allowed to do this to me. This is unfair. Lovely I can't believe stuff. you've done this. Um, <laughs> Italy. Italy is correct. 1934 and 1990. Um, Luke. Spain. Spain. 1982. Vish. The United States of America. It's top. The United States of America. Correct. Just in there. Not that. <laughs> Jules. France. France. Good. 1938. 1998. Is it me? Luke. Um, South Africa. South Africa. Damn. We were there, sort of. <laughs> uh, Vish. Japan. Japan! Uh. 2002. Co-did it with South Korea. Jules? Brazil. Brazil! We already had that. 1950 and 2014. No, we haven't, Vish. No, we How haven't. dare you Can you question. minus points from him? How yeah. dare you? He doesn't have any points, so I can't. How Germany. He should be Germany. disqualified from the round. We're counting, West, disqualified we're the counting round. West Germany and Germany as one. 1974 and 2006. Correct, Luki Moore. Uh, Vish? Getting tough to remember which ones have been there. I know. What other countries are there in the world? There's only four left, guys. Mm. It's quite difficult, I think. It's Torres to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League final. Spain? We've already had Spain. Oh, Oh, unlucky. Goes to you, Jules. Was it me? Yeah, Yeah. really nibbling Um, on that pen. (laughs) I know, I'm really panicking now because I can't think of any more. You said there's four more left. Yeah. It's Torres to give Chelsea... No, it's wrong. I just had to say um, something. Yeah, incorrect. Argentina. Argentina, 1978. Luke, Luke. Bing. 2-0. Two 2-0, nil. Two nil, guys. 2-0 you know, to the Luke You'd already won it, hadn't you? No. Because you went first. Who were the others? It doesn't matter. I'll give you another one. <laughs> what were the other countries? Uh, the other countries, remaining countries include Switzerland, Sweden, Chile. Yeah. Chile. I had Chile in the back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lovely back pocket. Yeah, yeah, lovely yeah. little... Yeah, <laughs> pocket full of chili, the dream. Uh, right, okay, we're going to be kicking off uh, with uh, category three: players in the official FIFA team of the tournament from the 2018 World oh, Cup. Oh, that's a really good one. Eleven what players up? in the official FIFA team of the tournament. What do they know about football from the 2018 World Cup? We're going to kick things off. We're going to start with uh, Vish, if that's all right with you, my friend. Oh. Larice, you got Larice, correct? Good one. Pulled That's out the good fire, stuff. Mate. Absolutely <laughs> out the fire. Just breach. I mean, he, I guess he's in there because he won the golden boot. Harry Kane. He wasn't. He wasn't. Okay, so it's outrageous. And that's really annoying because I've got a really good one and I'll saving it. Damn. Okay. Well, don't don't let us know because Luke might have it in his back pocket with the chili. I'm gonna have to go. I'll be honest. When this when this first started, I thought I'd have any. Luka Modric. Luka Modric. He must be in there. Yes, 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 yes. Luka Modric. He won player of the tournament. Vish. Two down. Definitely his kind of vibe. Pogba. It's Paul not. <laughs> All right, Luke. So to I've win. Got, I've got to get this through. You've got to get okay. this right, yeah. To win. Um, I've got to add two to choose from. Um, I'm not sure about either of them, but I'll go Ivan Rakitic. <laughs> oh! Nuts, nuts, nuts. So Vish is back in. So Vish is back in the game. Vish. No, actually, we're all back in because we all got one wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah, we're all back in. We're so you, okay. can, you might better use your special one after well, all. I think sure. it... Well, not yet, but after... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait until Vish has I mean, muffed I mean, it up. I've picked it up now. It's probably wrong. All right, okay. Back in, Vish. Let's be having it. I mean, you've just written 2018 on the piece of paper. <laughs> that's, that's not helpful at all, is it, Vish? Come on now. <laughs> mew. Mew, mew. What was that? Uh, mew. Uh, Angola Kante. Ah... Uh. Oh. I just I went back to th- I went back to thinking uh, thinking of that song, right? You know where they the guy raps all the names, and I was like, oh shit! And there's a <laughs> there's a big Ingola Kante bit in it. And it wasn't Come on, Jules, right. didn't get in there. Come on, Jules, you had one in your back pocket. 
that was bonnet. That was it. <laughs> um, oh, no, no, no. Wait. Um, Pavard. Banger. Scored a banger. Pavard. Did score a banger, but it's incorrect. That means that Lukey is in. I'm back if in the you, same. You've got. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just going to go for. Um, Why not Le- the I'm French just, team in here? I'm just going to go Leo Messi. Leo Messi. No. <laughs> Going. <laughs> We're going again. So that means Vicious back in. Um, Perisic. And Vicious back out again. <laughs> thanks, thanks for popping in, Vicious. Thanks. It's it. Good to see you, mate. I've got a couple of more guests. I've got go a through. couple more. Come on, Jules. Go for but one. I, but there's it's one, and I can't remember how you say his name. Um, Just say it. No, no, no. I'll go Mbappe. Mm, yeah. Kim Mbappe. Oh, Correct. So Jules got through. Lukey Moore. Um, Neymar. Ba, ba, da, ba, da, ba. Why did it for me? Oh. Why did it? I was in then. Um, Come on, okay. So the, this player, I, 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 can I pronounce his name wrong, but still yes. get it if it's right? It's so Torres. it's the the Russian player that scored all the goals. Chesa for Chesa. Do you know who I mean? Oh yeah, uh, Chesa. No. That one. I'm going to give you this anyway. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> He was not in the do team. You know what I mean, though? Yeah, I do know what you mean. mean. Yes, yeah. yes. No one knows. Um, uh, Luki Moore to win the game. Rafael Varane. Are you what are you looking at on Google? Nothing, it's just a run order. Rafael Varane! Luki Moore! That's really annoying. No, it's 3 uh, 0. Can I ask? Okay, you won. Players in the official FIFA team in the tournament are listed by position. Hugo Lloris, uh, Ashley Young, uh, Lovren, Varane, Trippier, uh, Modric, uh, Paulin- Paulinho, Neymar, Griezmann, Hazard Griezmann. and uh, Kylian Mbappe. Mm. Well done, Luke. Thanks. It was yeah. a torturous yeah. final round, was, but thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. If you want to get involved and uh, let us know who you think is going to win the World Cup, who's going to go far, who's going to win the Golden Boot, all that stuff... Um, it's always fun, isn't it? So uh, head to Football Ramble on Twitter, if it's still on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, at Football Ramble Daily on Instagram. We're going to be sharing our favourites. We'll maybe get a few on the show come December the 19th once the World Cup is over as well. We've all submitted our pre-tournament predictions. We'll reveal them at the end of the World Cup. And tomorrow, as I mentioned earlier, it's the final Lions Watch. So get that in your ears first thing in the morning. That's Marcus and Luke uh, giving us their predictions on what's going to happen with England for their first match against Iran. Um, Vish, you're off to Pakistan. Um, It's been good to see you today, but we're not going to see you for a while now. You're not going to be with us for the World Cup, you absolute twat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure we'll hear from him. That style, that's like a really nice goodbye. I know. I had to actually dance around what was actually written in the running order, which was actually being more mean to you yeah. than I chose I wrote I am so. disgusted with you and you're lucky there isn't an ashtray to hand <laughs> <laughs> um, have a nice time thank you I will I will go well here Thank you. Um, guys, pleasure to see you as always. Thank you for listening. 21 Ramble shows and seven on the continents throughout this month of international football. It all kicks off on Sunday after the curtain raiser. We will see you then. Thank you for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betfair, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.